it is necessary to investigate before legislating. But the line between investigating and persecuting is a very fine one. The investigators tell us it seems the suspect was going to pass them, then turned and fired. Christine, Laura, what you're seeing behind me is one of multiple locations. Arise to support the impeachment of President Donald J. Trump. And I'm about to talk to him about allegations that he was involved with prostitutes in Moscow and that the Russians taped it and have leverage over him. Welcome to Information Operation. We've got a great guest today. Senator, Georgia State Senator Brandon Beach has been heavily involved in the, uh, the coup back in November, trying to get a special session, developing the legislation in Georgia for election reform, and now looking to uh, get a statewide audit and find out really what happened uh, in Georgia. So uh, welcome, Brandon. You can turn on your mute there. <laughs> Todd, thank you for having me. Um, I will tell you, I'm in my fifth term in the Senate, and uh, I've had my cell phone number on my website and on my state page since day one. Phone never rang during mm. the heartbeat bill, any mm. really controversial bills. We never, I never got any calls until after November 3rd. Mm -hmm. My phone rang off the hook, mm -hmm. and everybody I talked to knew something was wrong. And I've lived in Fulton County for 27 years, and on their best day, Fulton County elections is incompetent. Uh, you throw in COVID, drop boxes, mobile units, and that many absentee ballots, and it's a recipe for disaster. And that's exactly what happened. And I believe it was a well-orchestrated effort. And I can tell you when we Bob Cheely has gotten the scan ballots and they've looked at them and they've seen 4,000 of the same oval shape, uh, the same handwriting, and they've been scanned through a different, the same batch ID numbers, but at, at different times and different dates. So several ballots were run th through the machines multiple times. I think when Judge Amaro hopefully will rule sometime this week um, in favor of us having those, those forensic auditors get their hands on those ballots. We do not want the GBI. We want professional forensic auditors to look at those ballots, examine them, look at the ovals, see if they were real ink or photocopied through a Xerox machine, whether they were ever folded, and that's what we want to have happen to these these ballots. I knew from day one when we found out that Brad Raffensperger entered into that agreement with Stacey Abrams that we were doomed for failure uh, in the January 5th runoff. Mm. I told my colleagues, I said, if you think Fulton County is going to get better between now and January 5th, if we don't make sure the signatures match, that get rid of the drop boxes and get rid of the mobile unit voting units. I said, we're not going to win those two U.S. Senses. And we were in a very unique position. We were the really the only state in, in the country to have two U.S. senators on the ballot, right. uh, two U.S. Senate seats right. up for grabs. And um, we, we needed to tighten that up. I mean, we had a senator, Greg Dolezal, and a state representative, Wes Cantrell, that signed different names, sent in for absentee ballots, and three days later received absentee ballots. So it proved they were not checking signature match at all. And, and it's, it, it's a proven fact that in 2016, we had three, 300,000 uh, absentee ballots in the 2016 election. We had like a 0.62 uh, ratio rate of, right. of 
uh, right. ballots thrown out. And this time we had 1.3 million absentee ballots and it was 0.002%. I mean, that just doesn't make sense. Nobody was checking anything. That's why the, the numbers were so off. Um, so we just wanted to get to the bottom of it. I want to get to the bottom of it. One, I think it'll show President Trump won Georgia. And number two, it's going to prove that David Perdue should have should have won without even a runoff. Uh, he would have had the 5,000 votes he needed to avoid it to get to 50 plus one. So, and, and what I want to do is look at it for the future too, for 2022 mm -hmm. and 2024 mm -hmm. to make sure we don't make these same mistakes again. I can tell you voter confidence is all I hear about. Every breakfast I go to, every lunch, every nighttime function I go to, people are upset. They want to get it fixed. They don't trust the Dominion machines. They don't trust the absentee ballot process. They have no confidence in our system right now. We need to make sure we did that. I think we made a step with the Senate Bill 202, but I, I was against even having any drop boxes. And I also pushed for no excuse absentee balloting, um, you know, where you had to have an excuse to receive an absentee ballot. But right. at least we did strengthen right. it somewhat. Um, but I, I would tell you, uh, we're going to have to make sure the voters feel confident when they come back to the polls. What is the way forward? What is the way forward? Uh, we've got a little echo here with the, uh, especially with the Senate race. Let's say we prove that uh, the Senate is not legitimately. Where does the Georgia legislature? Where does the Georgia legislature? Well, I'm not a constitutional lawyer, but I would yeah. think that yeah. we probably have very little um, that we can do in the presidential election because that's a whole different game. But mm -hmm. but on the Senate mm -hmm. seat, that is a state issue for a U.S. Senate seat. Uh, and I think David Perdue would then have to take action and maybe even the General Assembly, too. But I, I don't know the steps, but I do think uh, we're going to prove that uh, Senator Perdue won without a runoff. Talk to me about the GOP. 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 There's a lot of people who are like Sean Hegarty, Randall Park, Georgia. Um, how, how do we resolve some of these issues? How do we resolve some of these issues? Well, I can tell you, I think at the very beginning, a lot of the GOP didn't want to fight. I do mm -hmm. think things are changing now. Mm -hmm. uh, you see Speaker mm -hmm. Ralston wrote a letter right. uh, saying he wants right. to look into Fulton County. Um, and, and so I do think people are saying, wait a second, I've seen these scanned ballots. They were run through several times. They've seen the State Farm Arena video. They've seen the irregularities. They're hearing from their constituents. One of the things I'm going to tell you, as I go to different breakfasts and lunches and nighttime events, the new people that are attending these, they've never attended political events before. Mm -hmm. They're energized, mm -hmm. they're passionate, they are angry, and most importantly, they're educated. They know right. what happened. They right. know the players involved at the Secretary of State's office, uh, and they're not going away. And I think leadership is finally seeing that uh, they're not going away. And I, I don't think, I think a lot of elected officials and I think they thought after January 20th, this would all go away. Yeah. Joe Biden would be sworn in. Yeah. It would go away. They didn't count on Bob Cheeley. They didn't count on the state of Arizona and the Senate in Arizona getting subpoenas to do a, a forensic audit. So I think now people are coming around saying, look, we need to look into this. And I think it's it, it's very important for the future. So we're seeing leadership now asking questions. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you that. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you some of the new blood is coming in. Some of the new blood is coming in. Highly needed in some of these. Highly needed in some of these. Possibly aristocratic circles. Aristocratic circles. Well, listen, let me tell you something else. 
take the uh, you know the election integrity is the number one issue but i can tell you another thing um there are people that are terrified of what's going on right now from the radical left and the, mm -hmm. the radical media mm -hmm. uh making excuses on the election integrity mm -hmm. uh saying it was mm -hmm. calling me a conspiracy guy i'm not a conspiracy guy mm -hmm. but i'm looking at the facts i'm looking at the evidence uh but but they're scared about no border policy they're scared of uh, defunding the police. They're scared of no energy policy. I can tell you last year, a year ago, I drive an F-150 and it cost mm -hmm. me 48 to $52 mm -hmm. to fill up during the Trump administration. I just filled up on uh, Monday, $85. That's mm -hmm. $33 out of my pocket of money that I could have taken my wife to dinner. We could have done other things with. And, and because we have a lack of an energy policy, we we don't. The Biden administration has no clue on what they're doing on energy, and we need to have an energy policy. One more question, country. Brandon. The, One more uh, question, Brandon. The, uh, the we're doing a lot of research on. We're doing a lot of research on going to the Chinese Communist Party. You want to comment on that at all? I mean, big influence, especially big influence, especially up in the tech areas. Know anything about that? Know anything about that? I really don't know a lot about that, but I can tell you this: that. You know, I, I hear people all the time saying, hey, we could never be Cuba or we could never have communism. Mm -hmm. We can if mm -hmm. we don't uh, take care of what we have. We're very mm -hmm. fortunate. I don't mm -hmm. see anybody ever fleeing capitalism. Capitalism yeah. is a good thing. Yeah. And um, being able to have the opportunity to to better yourself in this country. We've got all the tools put in place for anybody to do that. It doesn't matter uh, where they came from. I mean, listen, I, I didn't grow up in a very, you know, I grew up middle class or lower middle class, but, mm -hmm. um, but I, I went to college, I got an MBA, I've worked hard and everything I've gotten, I've earned. And, and I think there's a lot of people like that and people want to have the economic opportunities. And, uh, but, but with what we're going through right now, we're not going to have those opportunities. If inflation's out of control, taxes go up and energy prices go up, healthcare goes up. Uh, it's, a, it's, an, and I can tell you this, Todd, and I'll end with this. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. cannot continue to just write trillion dollar checks and spend trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars. It's unsustainable and it's, yeah. we can't sustain yeah. that. We cannot have a, a, a budget like we have. We have to have a balanced budget. You do that in your home life, you do it in your business, uh, and we need government to, to rein in the spending. I think that's that's something we need to really take a hard look at. Well, Brandon, thank you for your time. Well, uh, thank you for your time. And, uh, we'll come back and be back and Georgia. Well, we're hoping Judge Romero rules this week. And mm -hmm. if he does, I'd like to come mm -hmm. back and kind of talk to you of where the audit's going to take place. Uh, Bob Cheely's got everybody lined up, the forensic auditors. Uh, it could take six weeks. And then they'll uh, give a judge the decision on what they found with those ballots. And the good news, too, is not only are we getting the ballots, we're getting the envelopes. So they mm. should match. If they don't mm. match, that should be a smoking gun also. Now, is he working with Voter GA? Is he working with Voter GA? I'm not sure. All He's working with a lot of organizations. I'm not sure privy to all of them, but he has taken some depositions that will become public down the road that uh, mm. will shine a light mm. on what happened, too. Thank you for your time, Brandon. Thank we'll you for your time. time. No, thank we'll you, Todd. Time. Thank you. Keep fighting the fight. Thank right, you. Take care.